All your base are belong to us. Hello and welcome to Fake Geek Girls, a podcast looking at nerdy pop culture from both a fan and critical perspective, encouraging the things we love to do better. I'm Missy, I'm a writer, and I... I like here's the thing I watched Good Omens I read Good Omens and I'm almost done with another book but like I haven't finished oh I've watched Selling Sunset I just mm-hmm. haven't really finished anything and I like to wait until I've finished something to talk about it and like also what am I even going to say about Selling Sunset <laughs> I talked about it it's you, just it's just good fun it's just good fun um so I really don't have much to talk about that's fine that's fine you, I'm I'm looking up dates. <laughs> you gotta you gotta introduce yourself. I'm Mary and I'm looking up dates on the things I watch. No, um I didn't do much either because it's a lot to watch a show for this episode for these for these episodes and yeah. read a book. But it's so like Good Omens isn't even that long. The it's show is just, only six episodes. But they're an hour long. That is true. I did watch some other things though, like um Selling Sunset. I didn't watch Selling Sunset. Um, I did watch How to Build a Sex Room. I didn't finish it, which I haven't put on here. Oh, I see, I see. One episode left, and I want to finish it before I really talk about it. Okay. So, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I watched The Thing, the 2011 The Thing, which has uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. And Wow, I can't believe I haven't watched it. I know, right? And then it has a bunch of other people who I don't really care about um, in it. Oh, just have the guy from Game of Thrones, the big guy, the redhead big guy. The mountain? No. The one that's from Iceland. The hound? Nope. That's, he's a, hold on. That's the extent of my big guy from Game of Thrones knowledge. Oh, I think he came in after I started watching, after I stopped. He's great in Game of Thrones. He's the redheaded who's in love with. Brienne? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, so it's a re- it's 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 a remake, but it's not a remake. And mm-hmm. if you watch the entire thing, you'll understand. Um, of a I don't know what the the I guess the original original came out a long time ago, like in the eighteen hundreds. No, I was trying to f- figure it out. The, when, like the Cronenberg one, or before that? Before that. Mm. There's is this it? 1951. Okay. The original thing came out. It looks wild. Um, and then the the other one... I need to find it. Oh, it came out in 1982. Um, and it was directed by John Carpenter. Okay. Anyways. So the premise is they are in some... Like Antarctica, let's just say. Somewhere there's lots of snow and it's cold. And everything is snow. And in this one, they find they're looking for something that's putting off a beacon. And they're like, and the guy who's there is like pretty sure it's an alien. Like he's, he's like pretty sure. And then they go and they find a ship and they find an alien frozen in the ice. And they like, we just found the biggest, like the biggest discovery of the world right now. Like this is so important. And so they, like idiots, they bring the alien back to where they're staying, and um, 
the guy who was like funding it, I believe, he um he's like before you Mary Elizabeth Winstead's a scientist and she's like the one with morals. And he's like, before you do this. I want to, I want a sample, like drill into this and get me a sample. And she's like, that's a really bad idea. Like, we shouldn't do that. We don't know anything about this. We should not do that. And he's like, you'll do it and you'll like it. Mm-hmm. And so they do. And uh oh, alien pops out of the ice a little bit later. Of course. Yeah. It's really creepy alien looking thing. But the thing is, is it attack that eats people, but it doesn't actually, well, it does eat them, but it replicates them. And so they turn it like they look like that person. And so you can't tell who the alien is. Um, the thing with the thing with it, though, is they can't replicate things like um, fillings. Or, like, if someone has, like, uh, metal in their body for some surgery. So mm. that's eventually how they end up, like, figuring out, is this person still a human or are they an alien? And it was okay. The original I really liked, despite the fact that there's lots of dogs that die in it. Oh, no. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, a dog dies in this, but not really. Um, yeah, it was just... It was, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it is. It kind of just is what it is. And it's if you like an alien movie, I feel like this is a good one for you. I don't think it's a bad remake. I'm sure some people think it's a really bad remake. I liked the the one from 1980s, but I don't think it's particularly an amazing movie. So to do a remake of it doesn't really feel like that like doesn't feel like it needs to be like absolutely amazing it feels like a pretty good remake of a a good movie that most people probably don't like um because that's not their thing but i liked it i thought it was good um i thought the premise of the alien like replicating the cells and turning into the person was really interesting there's some really nasty shots of that happening um there's lots of blood um, there's parts that, uh, are so gross. They remind me of color out of space. Mm. Um, so that keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was a solid alien movie. I'm positive. Some people can be like, you're, you're crazy. That's not a good movie, but I, I didn't, it was fine. I liked it. I had a good time watching it. I didn't feel like I was watching it for seven hours, which is always good. Um, my husband liked it. No surprise there. Um, But yeah, I think it's, I think you, if you're going to watch it, you should watch the 1982 one because the ending is, you won't understand the very end as well unless you've seen that. And I think that's a really good, has nothing to do with really the plot, but I think it's a really good like Easter egg type thing. Mm. Um, So yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. If you like a good alien movie, um, I highly suggest. Maybe not highly suggest, but I like if you have some time, <laughs> go <laughs> you, ahead and watch you it. Don't, you won't feel like you wasted time. Yeah, you won't feel like you wasted time. And if you're like me, who always thought the thing was about the swamp thing, it's not. <laughs> different thing. Different thing. Also different from the Fantastic Four thing. So they say. There's a lot of different things out there. Yeah. Uh, also, the thing. For, like that's a stupid name for an alien like they don't name the alien but like to I know that they're remaking like a very classic type of thing 
that was not important. That's not, that's not, I didn't mean it that way. But yeah, <laughs> I get why they did it, but I, I don't know. The thing just sounds like a stupid name. <laughs> people probably, some people are probably so angry with me right Pe- now. Yeah, people are clenching their fists. Yeah, they're probably so angry. You know what? I don't care. They're wailing and gnashing their teeth. I also love The Last Jedi, so fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I watched The Spectacular Now, which is a 2013 movie that like won a bunch of Sundance Awards and Independent Spirit Awards and so on. And it's got really good reviews. I thought it was fine. Um, and the reason I say that is because I think when it came out, like the acting in the movie is quite good, I will say. It has uh, Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley. Oh, she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she's a wild person. Um. She's the reason that the guy from Green Bay Packers lied to everybody because she's all into like healthy stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said he was immunized because they did oh. healthy stuff. Yeah. She's in this. Yeah. Um, this movie is kind of like, what if it's kind of like the anti-manic pixie dream girl story um, in that it's about this like really charming high school senior boy played by Miles Teller who is just a party guy. He's really popular. Um, And his girlfriend who's played by Brie Larson breaks up with him and he's like trying to write his college acceptance essay. And he's like, the worst thing that's ever happened to me is that my girlfriend broke up with me. And then he, and then he ends up meeting Chilene Woodley's character. whose name is Amy. Oh yeah. The main character's name is Sutter. He ends up making her, making her, meeting her. And then, um. Well, he meets her because he's passed out on a lawn, and she's out doing her mother's paper route. <laughs> and she's like, "What are you doing?" Anyway, they like hit it off, and she's like pretty um boring. And I mean <laughs> that. I mean that in the way where it was like, "Yeah, that was me in high school. I was that girl. I was that boring girl." Um. And then he's a manic pixie dream boy to her boring girl, except that he's all he's all fucked up. He's all fucked up. Um, And then he like, you know, teaches her to drink and party and stuff. And they have a cool time, except he can't commit to anything because he needs to get his shit together. Um, And yeah, that's kind of it. I don't know. The acting was good. And I think. That in 2013, which is when it came out, it probably felt really fresh and uh, exciting. But watching it in 2022, I was just like, this movie is fine. Like, it's not bad or anything, but I know the moment, the moment this movie is over, I'm not going to think about it again. (laughs) Like, it's just, (laughs) it's never going to come back into my mind. And sure enough, I forgot that I watched this for like a week and I was like I know I watched something I can talk about on the podcast but what was it and finally it came back to me that it was the spectacular now and it was it was okay it wasn't a bad movie I don't regret the time I spent watching it um it's a coming of age story like without a plot um just events which is people just love that boring stuff yeah it's fine I didn't hate it you like uh, this is a a bit of a spoiler. He has a drinking problem. 
Um, he's got an absent father. It's probably for like a very specific type of person. Yeah. You know, it wasn't bad. It just, I was not blown away by it. Um, and I wouldn't watch it again. But if that sounds interesting to you, then you should watch it because it was a good example of what it is. It just wasn't something that I feel is going to have like staying power. Some surely someone out there has this as their favorite movie, but I don't know them. I thought it was okay. Um, I watched The Deep End, which is a docuseries on Hulu. It's four episodes about a self-help person named Teal Swan. I had never heard of her before, but she's very popular within like the self-help community. Um, it was wild. It was really wild. Uh, I'm sorry if you follow her and like believe in her, but I'm just going to say it. She's a bad person. She's a bad person. Um, you watch her like the first episode's kind of like, oh, she's not too bad. She's like helping people, right? I she's trying to get her message out there. What's her message? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I truly don't know because like she'll have these big like, um, like uh conferences, and everyone will come to listen to her speak, and she'll bring people on stage. And like one girl was like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like, I don't have any goals because I literally don't care. Like, I don't, I, I hate that I don't want anything. And she just looks at her and she's like, Why the fuck do you think you're here then? <laughs> and like, yeah, that's a good question in a way. Um, don't know why you'd be so rude about it. Um, but the answer that she gets is she starts crying and she's like, and then basically is like, yep, exactly. <laughs> like, it's just this, like, is she really saying anything? Or when she does say something, is it not simply something I can also find on, like, CoStar? Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't, I don't know what. And she's very clear. She's creating a business. She's very clear. She's creating a business that she wants to take over the world and be so powerful no one can oppose it mm-hmm. like those are her literal normal words. normal behavior yeah she also says she's not a cult but she thinks most cults start out with people who really care okay um this 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 film crew followed her around for three years she thought this was gonna be like reach the people and, and everyone's gonna be like wow she's great um it focuses mostly on her inner circle um they all live in this like compound type thing and she like straight up says like to her husband's face um for survival i had to marry for money (laughs) like what um and like when new people come in she's like this isn't a safe space and not like in the weird like i don't believe in safe spaces it's just like essentially like i'm gonna get up in your face and you're gonna have to deal with it and it's her way or the highway um someone she had been with previously and like they were um, dating many years ago but he's still involved in her life and like helped raise her child um she's had five marriages and he's been there through all of them it's clear like she even like she likes the fact that he still romantically is like in love with her well he finds a girlfriend and brings the girlfriend and before she even gets there, she's like, this is going to be bad. If she can't get on board, we're done. Like, she can't be here. Like, she has to fully agree with everything. Like, that's exactly what she says. She gets there and she likes her. Everything is fine. Probably because she does this weird. This is so weird. Um, This guy comes who is really weird. He, like, eventually told her that 
he wants to have sex with her. It was weird. Um, but he started talking about his mother who died of suicide, which is a whole other thing I'll talk about. Um, and she's like, would you like to speak to your mother? And he's like, yeah, I would love to. So she takes the new girl who's dating Blake, I believe is his name. And she does this thing that she says is very dangerous. And most like there aren't many people who can do this in the whole world. And she channels his dead mother into her into her. And she straight up just like goes along with it. Like, and it was pretty good. And I'm pretty sure that's why she's like accepted her because she did a really good job at it. Um, but the turning point is, and, and this has been the thing that's kind of followed her around the most is, um, there's a woman there who is suicidal. She's like, she's so pissed off. She's her, her, she hates her life. And when Teal comes at her with her typical, like, well, why the fuck are you here? And what do you want? Um, she gets mad. She's like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And she like runs away and, and like is in the bathroom. And the new girl goes up there, like clearly worried about her and eventually gets her to come back down. And they're just so like abrasive and so mean to her. And the new girl's kind of like, this is not what I want. And she's at this point has married the other guy. And it starts to like deteriorate. Like they hire a private like a third party private investigator to investigate if she causes people to commit suicide because three people who are her devout followers have committed suicide and she says often in her rhetoric um if you're suicidal you should visualize what that looks like imagine if you did it um and for some people that might not be the best idea yeah um and they had a therapist on there that was like you shouldn't be saying that unless that person's right in front of you and you're trained to understand like what what their mental state really is. Because I'm sure for some people that's a good thing. Like that's a way to like really flush through those ideas. And some people that's like a bad idea. Yeah. Um and and everything just kind of starts to fall apart. The girl, uh, she's from Germany and she looks at her and she's like, What would make you go back to Germany? And she's like, if I felt completely alone and like that I had nobody. The next day, she sits her down with everybody and says, you're disrespecting me. I think that you have an attitude. She doesn't have an attitude. And we're going to go around and we're going to see what everybody else thinks of you that you think of me. And everybody, of course, is like, you're jealous, you're angry, you're mean and all this stuff. And essentially isolates her and attempts to isolate her from her husband. Jokes on Teal, her husband chose her. So, and not Teal. And it was, she, when he left, she called him a coward. He's a coward and, and uh, he's not brave enough to do the right thing. It was just wild. And of course, the, um, the private investigator came back and she's like, are you a cult? Maybe. And she starts asking her these questions because she got this piece of paper that they gave her of non-negotiables if you're going to live with them. And it's things like, um, you have to cut people out of your life if you have to, like if if that's what's causing your pain. But the problem with that is there are multiple people who said that they were convinced based off of what the things that she was saying and like using their mental state and, and emotion to make them believe their family members molested them. Um, one girl was on there saying that she was raped by her father. It was awful. And then she said that the, her worst memory is her family made a big fire pit and put all the children on top of it. 
And they're like, well, what for? And she's like, for punishment? And they're like, they asked her something else, like, what do you remember about it? She goes, well, I don't actually remember it, but it's something that came out when we were doing our session. This is wild. It is like, this wild. stuff was like all debunked in the 90s. It is wild. People, what, people are just looking for something. They're looking for community. They're looking for something to believe in that isn't necessarily religion. They want, yeah. like, she says that she's psychic and all this stuff. And she's an empath. The thing is, is I think her stuff is so, the things she says are so general. Like, she's abrasive and she says some really dumb stuff. But the things that she's really saying are like, literally like co-star stuff yeah <laughs> that is easy to be like yeah absolutely i feel that way so i think it's easy to to fall into that um she gets upset that the private investigator is essentially asking questions she doesn't want to answer like if people leave are they ostracized and things like that and then when blake finally leaves the lot like one of the last clips is her having a sit down with everybody who's left and saying we need new non-negotiables which included um no partners who don't believe in what we're doing. Oh. No one may have children because she doesn't want a baby crying when she needs to do an interview. Like things like that. Yeah. Like that's that's not okay. Um so yeah, it was wild, absolutely wild. She's still out there doing stuff. Um she's I don't think she's as popular as she was once before. If you go look at her YouTube videos, they are so weird. It's her talking in a re- like really like almost like she's like a sex operator, I swear to god. And like the background is like a world spinning. It's so weird. It's so weird. And I just don't think she's saying anything meaningful. Um and like it's just I feel so bad for some of these people because they're just being emotionally manipulated. They're in a they're in a emotional state in which they're being taken advantage of. And like the goal for her is to make them cry. Um there's there's a lot of like scenes of her taking people essentially like almost giving them a baptism and they're shaking and crying and she's like, Don't worry, I'm all you need. I'm here for you. Things like that. It was wild. If you're into that like culty kind of stuff. I thought it was really good. Um, I think that there's a lot of media out there about cults that is just not great um, because it's a really popular um, genre of documentaries. But I think this one's really good. Um, It is. It's some of it's really hard to watch. um, And some of it is just so like I I can't believe she let this film crew into her life thinking this was going to be it. Like everyone's going to get behind me. Um, She was very upset with how the last two episodes portrayed her because it wasn't good. Um, So she was upset about that. Um, And the guy moved back to, uh, he moved to Germany with his wife and I don't know if they're still together, but it was really sad when he left. He was very upset. They went to go stay in a hotel and he had like, a big, a big tank with fish and all of his fish died. Oh. I don't think he put a hole in the in the bucket that he oh, took God. them in. It was very sad and he like made a he buried them in, like and it was it, I just felt so bad for that man has been so emotionally manipulated and so like his attraction and romantic love for her has been so emotionally manipulated like it's like when she finally accepts like oh he says like i want to marry her i love her and she's like i like her too because whenever you touch me she doesn't look jealous like that's what she says oh my God. and then she 
she asks him, she's like, oh, I'm so happy for you. So how do you feel about this when you still have romantic feelings for me? It's so weird. It's so weird, but it was really good. I liked it a lot. It was it was my thing. So if you like that stuff, I highly suggest it. It's it's bananas. I'm sorry if you follow what she has to say, but I just I can't. <laughs> you can't get behind it. Nope. Um I watched acclaimed musical <laughs> Xanadu. Every time you say it, that song gets stuck in my head. Yeah. Because you've played it. You've you've brought up just in, the song. Before. Yeah. Well, that's the best part of the movie. Xanadu's not good. I don't know if you all know this, but it's not good. Um, it is a movie about a sad artist who just wants to be an artist, but instead he he reproduces album covers for record stores. Um, and the Greek muse who goes by Kira. I can't remember the actual Greek name. She's the muse of dance and she hops out of a mural as one does, uh, and roller skates around this town <laughs> where this artist lives. And for some reason, I don't, I don't know you guys. It was hard to pay attention to this movie. It was not good. Um, he decides to open up a club with this man who just plays the clarinet by the ocean. Um, after being inspired by Kira, he falls in love with Kira. They open the night and they can't be together because she's a muse. They open the nightclub together and they have a big party and it's great. And that's the story of Xanadu. <laughs> it was a mess, um, but it was not unenjoyable. The first probably 30 minutes of that movie just cut him out. The movie won't make any sense without them, but the movie doesn't make sense anyway. So, just cut them out. Um, the musical numbers, good. The soundtrack has some straight bangers on it. Um, Xanadu, of course. Magic, also quite good. Um, but the movie itself was bad. So just know if you're like, I wonder what Xanadu's like. It's bad. When people say it's bad, they mean it. It's sometimes so bad it's good, but more often it's just bad. It's probably one of those movies that you get everybody together, get drunk, and watch yeah, it. Yeah, because like then you can chit-chat during the boring parts, which are any any point that Kira is not on screen or there's not singing happening. Um, some really baffling choices were made, especially with regard to Olivia Newton-John, who plays Kira. Uh, this was supposed to be Olivia Newton-John's big break, but unfortunately... She's good at dancing. I think she's an all right singer. I don't think that she has like a really stellar voice. I think she was like really like for she's from Australia, right? Yes. For Australia, she had a really good voice because there's not as many people. For Australia. Well, you know, like there's not as many people. So like there's not as many people to like find that have really good voices. The same thing Mary happens. hates Australian singers. The same thing happens in like the UK. <laughs> Everywhere else is just shit. No, no one just, else from other countries can sing. It's like if you tried to find the best singer in Washington, you wouldn't have as many people to choose from. So right. the best singer might not be that great. <laughs> They're just the best. Sorry. Uh, Mary's is <laughs> not how I wanted Mary's it. Mary's a hater. I think Olivia Newton John is a wonderful singer. So Missy's actually the hater. Yeah, I'm a hater. Um so she, like she was, it was supposed to be her big break as like singing dancing actor right except she got one dance number and the rest of the time she's just kind of like waving her arms around or roller skating 
<laughs> but the thing is, the last like 10 to 15 minutes of the movie are so wild. And so that's the one with, with Xanadu and the buildup to Xanadu. That- Xanadu and Alien? Z- no, Xanadu is the name of the club. And it's also oh. of reference to, I can't remember what it is. Something not interesting. Revoke my English major because I can't remember what it's a reference to. It's revoked. But it's something. You can get it when when this is done. Thank you. You can get it back when class is over. When class is over, I can pick up my English my English major. Um, so the last like 15 to 20 minutes of the movie are pretty good because that's when they're all roller skating around Xanadu and like having a good time. Uh, and everything kind of up to that point is okay at best. <laughs> the, some of the musical numbers are good, but it's just like why... Why is it so dull? Like, why is this premise executed in such a boring fashion? I feel like you could have just hit it out of the park and instead you you swung and miss, you know? Sorry for the baseball metaphors. Um, so do I recommend Xanadu? No. But if you like to watch a good, like a bad movie with your buds and have a fun time like that, then like maybe Xanadu is a good choice. I'm sure there's a drinking game out there. Yeah. Just know that like, if you want to sit down and seriously watch Xanadu, it's not good for that purpose. Um, There is a Broadway musical that satirizes the movie and I need that. I need to see that because that sounds great. I think like, honestly, if you remade Xanadu and you just leaned into it being ridiculous it would be a lot of fun so maybe the broadway musical is where it's at i'm not familiar with it so is it on youtube i don't know i'll have to look yeah i'm gonna get that fucking broadway subscription so i can see xanadu um i'm surprised you have it i haven't heard of this but i'm surprised you have it well it doesn't have a lot of things i have looked it has recordings of some like the thing is is they'd record all the broadway shows and they just lock them away so you can't see them they exist but nobody's allowed to watch um vatican yeah, truly. There's so many parallels between Broadway and the Vatican. Um, so Xanadu, no. Xana don't. Xana Actually, don't. that was a, I stole that. That was a famous review of Zana. That was the entire review. It was Zana like, don't. it was more like Xanadu, more like Xana don't. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not, it's not good. Sorry. Um, last thing I have is Mad God. I don't know how to tell you what this movie is about. It is a stop motion movie by Phil Tippett, who um, did movies such as uh, he did the creative stuff, most a lot of stop motion, um, a lot of other like visual effects for Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Howard the Duck, RoboCop movies, Willow, Jurassic Park, um, The Haunting. Evolution, uh, Spiderwick Chronicles, and all the Twilight movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and this is a movie that took him 30 years to make. And when you watch it, you're like, I bet it did. It's really good stop motion. It's also one of the most fucked up movies I've ever watched. But it was good. I enjoyed it. I think if you like film, you probably should watch this. Do I think it's a good story? I don't know, because I don't know what the story is. Do I think it's one of those things that maybe you should probably watch just because it is? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and I think that's a common a common thing. 
Um, I was going to read this quote that he, so this, he had a mental breakdown making this movie. And like I said, when you watch the movie, you're like, of course you did. And he said, um, it just burned me out and put me in a psych ward. It took me a while to recover. He says during the conversation, it really was this, uh, Joseph Campbellian hero's journey, like Carl Jung did with Red Book. And when artists are obsessed, you can tell, and it can really take you to some dark places. And like, that sounds right. Watching this movie. So I, I'm going to attempt to tell you what this movie is about. This movie is about a man who goes down to hell, hell like place. Um, I don't know. There's creatures and there's evil things and there's definitely capitalism. Um, <laughs> and he has a map and he's looking for something. He kind of finds it, but then he get captured. He gets captured. Um, and then he, they open him up, and there's lots of jewelry in him. Oh. And then there's also a baby. Mm. And they take the baby, and they sacrifice it to a thing. I think the thing is run off of poop. <laughs> I'm unsure what the poop did, but there was a lot of it. Um, It was weird. <laughs> like, that's it. There's a priest. Um, it's all stop motion except for one part in which um, I'm going to assume this is a woman that he worked a lot with. Um, she's a nurse in it. Um, I think she worked on Twilight as well. She's in it, but she's not stop motion. She's just a human. It's very weird. It's very weird. I don't have much to say, but I liked it. It was gross. And part of it, I was like, I cannot watch this. This is disgusting. But if you like stop motion, especially if you like the stop motion stuff from Star Wars, especially, um, I highly suggest this. It was it took him 30 years to make. And it's despite being disgusting as like a stop motion movie goes, it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's it's just pretty amazing. I don't I don't know what else to say about this movie. It was so weird in the best way. And I'm happy that he was able to make this movie. It has extremely good reviews. Um, and I think a lot of them are the same thing of, did this tell an actual story? Unsure. Do I feel like I needed to watch it and happy that I did? Yes. Um, I believe it's on Shudder if you want to watch it. Um, I'm sure there's other places that it is too, but I'm pretty sure it's on Shudder. Uh, which is a horror movie streaming service that actually has a lot of good stuff. Like, it's not just horror. Um, it is mostly horror, but it also had uh, that witches show I watched. Discovery of Witches. Discovery of Witches. So it also has, like, that stuff on it. It has some really good documentaries as well. Um, but, yeah. Watch it. If you're into film, especially stop motion, I, I would suggest it. I think it's one of those, like, film people eat it up. <laughs> like, they're just, like, talking. They're, they're just, like philosophizing about it and talking about it forever. Um, I'm sure it'll be a cult classic. I liked it. Nice. Yeah. Is that it for this episode? That's it. All right. I'll have stuff to talk about on our next what we've been up to. Um, but I'm literally like 30 pages from the end of Pleasure Activism. Um, so that's it for this episode. You can find us online at fakegirlscast.com, which has all of our previous episodes as well as episode transcriptions um, for at, at the time of recording for The Matrix Part 1. The Matrix Part 2 will be up soon, probably by the time this comes out, as will Fruits Basket Part 1. <laughs> um, 
having a time. Uh, shout out to Emily June for helping me with these transcriptions. Your help is so appreciated. Thank you. Um, if you like this podcast, consider leaving us a rating on your podcast service of choice. Does it do anything? I don't know. But it makes me feel good. And that's what it's all about. That's what life is all about. So it's making about making feel it's about making me feel good. I don't care about you. I care about me. This is not true. <laughs> um, next time we are going to be doing Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, both the book and the movie. And after that, we're going to be doing Sex Education. I am so excited for you to watch Sex Education. I think you're really going to like it. And I think there's going to be so much to talk about. I'm going to hate it. Nope. You're going to love Maeve. No. Yep. You're going to love Maeve. I'm going to hate Maeve. You're going to love Maeve. I'm you gonna, truly are. I'm going to hate Maeve. Nope. You're not. <laughs> If you hate Maeve, I'll be so surprised. Mary's gonna, Mary's gonna unfriend me. I don't. I love. I really like Maeve. I wouldn't unfriend you for disliking it, but I just remember watching her and like the way she like holds herself and the way that she acts. I'm just like, yeah. does she kill people? She could. Okay. She could. She'd feel really bad about it though. <laughs> but if it's what she had to do, it's what she had to do. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's it. All right. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs>